0: Hi, this is Shannon from SIS4Teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining us today for our blog as we look into teaching in the trenches of COVID. I'm super excited to have our guest blog by Sarah Cott. As I have had the opportunity to work with schools all over the country, I'm privileged to interact with all kinds of incredible educators, especially this year, as our profession has really had to level up in the face of adversity during COVID. We, in education, have definitely had to pivot We've had a lot to adapt to in the ever changing situations, and now we're having to deal with the aftermath. We all have stories of how this past year has changed or grown us, and in this blog series, we want to highlight a few of those stories. I hope you can identify with and be encouraged by the teachers in our series as they share challenges victories, and tips and tricks they've learned along the way. Sarah Cott is one of those teachers that you want your kids to have. As an all-virtual teacher of fifth grade math, she works tirelessly over the past year to shift and perfect her craft in the response to the demands of the pandemic. Through all the changes and uncertainty, however, Sarah has embraced the virtual teaching platform and continues to fulfill her calling as an educator, even if it looks a little bit different these days. Our question to her was, what has been the biggest challenge of teaching virtually? She says, I've yet to decide if this is a challenge or a blessing, but I do not have any live lessons. I can only offer live one-on-one meetings for support. In some ways, this has, to, has been very nice because my lessons can be fairly well scripted, prepared ahead of time, and available at times to students. All of my assignments are released for a week on Monday morning and all the kids have the whole week to complete them. That has been really nice for our district since many of our families only have internet through hotspots on parent cell phones. Many of our students work at odd times due to the limited internet, shared computers, and other home-based needs. Having recorded lessons allows them the flexibility they need and keeps them moving at the pace that works for them at home. While recording lessons have been a great solution to students' problem, it has made teaching more challenging, especially in math. I can no longer rely on visual cues, Raised hands, and questions from the class to guide my instruction. Thankfully, I have 10 years of experience to help guide me in my videos. I generally know what questions, confusions, etc. might come up. However, despite my best efforts, I certainly know there are things I miss. I also have no control over a when complete, kids complete lessons. While I encourage them to follow the agenda I posted, not all students do. Some of them like to do math on the days they have help, normally a parent's day off maybe, or they complete the week's worth of math in one or two days. That puts a very large amount of time between lessons. I have yet to decide this has been helpful, forced retention, or hurtful, which is loss of long-term memory opportunities. The math series that we use has been a struggle for me as a virtual teacher. The book comes with a visual platform, but Work can't be shared between teacher and students to accommodate that. I have had to create assignments from scratch through Google Forms and Google Platforms. I have had to get very creative in analyzing the answers they submit to see if they truly understand the concept. When it is clear they don't, I have to try to decide what errors they are making, often without seeing their work to support the answer. I have become an expert at error analysis this year. Our next question for Sarah was, what have you learned from virtually teaching that you might not have learned as just a classroom teacher? She says, as I mentioned earlier, I have become very good at deciphering where errors are coming from in the students' work and being able to create personalized lessons and support for them. When I'm in-person teaching, there are so many things going on that it's difficult to find the time to really analyze work and find the small errors students make. However, that is now my only outlet to find out how they're really doing in math. It's forcing me to stay on top of their work far more than I needed to when I could just glance at their work and do a spot scan for understanding. I also feel like I've improved in the way I present material. In a classroom, students are forced to at least hear me, no matter how much I talk. In a video, if they get bored, they just turn me off. That really forced me to consider how much I was saying and if everything I was saying was meaningful. I've learned to really condense my thoughts. Our next question for Sarah was, what has been the most humorous moment during your virtual teaching experience? She says, if I kept a blooper film (laughs) reel of film, this would be a really long blog. I don't even want to count the number of times I've gotten partway into a video and sneezed, flubbed words, gotten totally lost in what I'm doing, had a commercial start playing. You name it, I've lived it. It has become a running joke amongst the kids and I to listen for my pets in the background of the videos. I often end up recording lessons at home because there are far fewer interruptions there. However, there's also a cat there. This particular cat is apparently fascinated with the 5th grade curriculum because she joins most of our videos. At least once or twice a week, you can hear a small meow in the background of the film always at the most inopportune time. I used to try to edit around it, but now I leave the quiet ones in just for their enjoyment. Plus, as a teacher bonus, it elicits the students to listen closely. Our next question for Sarah is, what is your best hack for virtual teaching at home or school? Over the last year, I have slowly developed a system that works for me at home. I'm fortunate to be able to have dual monitors at home, which makes my life so much easier. They're without a doubt one of the best things I ever did for myself. I find it very helpful to have multiple documents open while recording. I can have my documents all lined up on one screen and record from the other. It helps me keep my videos paced well, and it keeps me from having awkward screen project jumps while I'm recording. At the beginning of my virtual attempts, I was having a hard time teaching math without being able to record myself working on paper. I found a hack that was an excellent replacement with my document camera. I had seen another teacher who made use of their cell phone and a locker shelf and milk crates work too, from For live lessons, I could log onto my computer and as a teacher and my cell phone and as a mute, muted student. By placing the camera in the graded opening, I could then present a lesson like I was using it as a document camera. For recorded lessons, I would film it in my camera and upload the video to YouTube for my kids to view. I've since upgraded to an actual document camera at home, but in a pinch, I still make use of my shelf. Our next question for Sarah says, if you could choose your teaching situation, would you be back in the classroom, hybrid, or stay virtual? Sarah says, I choose teaching. When I was in college, my professor always told us we'd never be bored with teaching if you were doing it correctly. Right now, I find that to be more true than ever before. Virtual teaching has forced me to be flexible, not my strong suit, and creative in the ways I present materials. I have really enjoyed the challenge. In-person teaching allows me to spend time with some favorite humans every day. My virtual students, it's not quite the same. I think we all can agree that teaching is a trying profession, but every time I consider doing anything else, my heart won't let me. No matter what teaching looks like, I think it's always called to me. I think my new favorite t-shirt sums it up best. I will teach you in a room. I will teach you now on Zoom. I will teach you in a house. I will teach you with my mouse. I will teach you here or there. I will teach you because I care. Our next question asks, what are some wisdom tips, tricks that you would like to share with teachers who are also in the trenches? Here's my top five things I've learned this year. Number one, take time for yourself. being strictly virtual, it's been really easy for me to let the lines blur between my home and school life. When we went home last March, it was nearly impossible for me to separate myself from school. My emails connected to my phone, so any notifications popped up, instantly pulled me back in. Now I've learned that it's important for myself, my family, and my team for me to take time for myself." Whoever self cares looks like whatever self care looks like for you, make time for it. Two, join teacher groups. I have found a lot of virtual groups through social media that have saved me more than a few times. There are countless teachers trying to support each other out there. I've gotten lesson plans ideas, technology support, advice from teachers all over the world in the last year, all for free. It is amazing what we can do when we come together. Number three, don't skip the fun things. One thing I enjoy about virtual learning is it frees up some time for my students. I can offer them art projects we would never be able to do. Last spring, my coaching teacher and I taught kids how to cook. I've dressed up in funny costumes, recorded things in odd voices, had a bad joke competition, and countless other times with my fun times with my kids. Yes, they took up time. Yes, the Zoom meetings weren't overly structured. Yes, I wanted to pull my hair out more than once, but looking back at last year, those are the things I remember, and I certainly think it's the kids that my kids will recall in the future years too. Number four, you can't control everything. If the last year has taught me anything, it's that some things are just out of my control. I have to learn to let things go. All that does is create tension that I don't have room for in my life. Every day, I work hard to see the good things in any situation. I'm not always successful, but my stress level goes way down when I am. Number five explore new ideas. I like routine. I have favorite lessons that I teach every year. I have books I love to read in my class because I know the reactions they generate. For me, while those things are my favorite, I was getting to the point in my career where things were becoming too routine. Sometimes it's nice, even necessary, to shake things up. Try a new kind of assignment. Read a different book. Wear a silly costume. You won't regret it. A bio on our blogger today is Sarah Cott. She is a teacher that I have met several years ago, and she has a bachelor's degree from Saginaw Valley University and a master's degree from Concordia University in STEM curriculum design and development. She actively teaches fifth grade at the Standish sterling Central Elementary. Throughout her 10 years in education, Sarah has experienced with nearly all grade levels, both as a paraprofessional and a teacher. Sarah is a pa- so passionate about teaching in general, but especially loves math. I am truly honored to have worked with Sarah for the last several years at Standish sterling Central Elementary, and I'm so proud of all the work that she has done, as well as her colleagues at this school. Thanks so much for joining us for our guest blog this week of Teaching in the Trenches of COVID. We hope you'll join us next week. Thanks so much.